We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty is on CFB Nation, presented by Twisted T. Yeah. Yeah. I will so say Marcus, this. One of the values for Gino Gadouli is Deuce Snipe. Every time Deuce Snipe came to Notre Dame, the main person around him was Gino Gadouli. The problem is Deuce Snipe got eyes. Deuce Snipe going to start asking some questions. He's like, all right, no, I know you rock with me, Coach G, but I haven't seen nobody in that room really play for real. So, all I've it, seen the last two seasons, y'all taking hired help. Now, unless you're clearing the decks for me, I know them dudes in the room got something to say, and they want to play too. So, yeah, you you showing love and all that, but man, I'm gonna get there, and then what? You gonna bring another dude in? Because yeah. I know Marcus Freeman not trusting no true freshmen because I haven't seen it before. <laughs> it's it's funny because we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, some other stuff coming up. You know, the conspiracy theories that are out there. Like I said, now you know, one of the stories, I guess, is that Marcus Freeman always hated Chancey stuff, which is laughable. Uh, Jay Grizz with a GTV. If Notre Dame beats Ohio State and Louisville, does Chancey Stucky, A.K. Gilly the Kid? That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. That's right. That's funny right there. That's funny. Gilly the Kid. Get fired. Um, I mean, they could have beaten Louisville and Ohio State without the receiver productions. If they, I mean, if they make the defense a stop, they beat Ohio State. That still has zero to do with the lack of offense and production at wide receiver. Yeah, Louisville, I think winning would only prolong what we probably would have done at yeah. some point. I just think the losing made it easier to point out transition because now it's like, well, it's one thing to find a way to win, but then if the way we're winning is is very lopsided in production, then we got to go to what's, what's causing that. 
and somebody got to be the scapegoat because mm-hmm. these kids are going to leave if they got less than 500 yards and they've been there for two years in a row. Another GTB question, should Indy go into next season with three quarterbacks with a chance of losing one to the portal? Based upon, well, I'll, I'll answer it. Notre Dame is going to lose a quarterback to the portal. I think once, based upon what I've heard, um, the quarterbacks that are going after should make Steve Angeli think about his future. Oh, with a transfer? Yeah. I mean, he should. I mean, what else can a man do? The man damn near went 10 for 10 in his, his opportunities and a couple touchdowns. His confidence is like, man, his, his confidence is riding on this transfer. Because at some point, you got to think, is it me? Yeah. Are you getting these guys, and now you're bringing in the guy we just beat to do what? We just beat him. And I was here all the time. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, Defensive back Ryan Barnes has just entered the transfer portal. I knew that was coming. I think this was his year to see if he was going to get love. I would like to thank the university. And it's funny how the first people he thanked was the University of Notre Dame and not Coach Stuck. Interesting. Or Coach Mickens. That's interesting, isn't it, Love? That's right. Thank the University of Notre Dame for the past few years of my life. All the things I've learned and experienced will forever be a part of who I am and who I will grow to be. Thank you to the Notre Dame coaching staff, faculty, and fans for welcoming me into the Irish family and continuing to support me throughout my time here. The love that I have for my teammates will continue with me for the rest of my life, and I couldn't be more thankful for that. With that being said, I will be entering my name into the transfer portal 
I will always love the Irish and I'm excited for the new opportunities. Go Irish and love thee. A young man that didn't whine, didn't complain, was behind young kids that came into the program, worked his tail off, set him set up, set himself up for his degree, and he was willing to do that because his coach was who? Mike Mickens. There you have it. There you go. A young man that felt like I'm not playing, but I still don't feel like my time is wasted. Yeah. At the University of Notre Dame. Yeah. Coach Vic had a uh we got to his question. Uh let's see. I don't know. Enigma says uh transfers transfer portal quarterbacks come in and steve leaves so when is notre dame going to get off the quarterback transfer portal carousel that's up to marcus freeman to decide when he's going to start trusting the guys in his program i think dysfunction causes some confusion confusion and the confusion is thinking that we're going to be so much better with a one-year guy that everybody believes is the top quarterback in the country but at the end of the day you know if you believed you had the talent that you recruited in that room you know that all it takes is just some development and some good resources and pieces and coaching and you got it right where you have it so i think you know you go all around the world to find an offensive coordinator i think that's the right move but you don't have to go all around the world to find your quarterback because it's right in the it's right in the in house. We just did it with the coach instead of the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. So we are going to have one final, one final discussion. So Notre Dame fans, LL Nation, call your friends, call your neighbors. As that cat Hawk Harrison used to say, and let them know, hey, it's the last time on Lucky Lefty we talk about these transfers and chancy stuff. Because after this, there shall be no more. Line your questions up, line your comments up, because we're going to get to it. Don't get to it. Ultimately left before we get to that. Who is going to be the final four teams that stand after this weekend, in your opinion? Well, Washington was one of my picks. So it'd be Washington, Georgia. And then I think Michigan is gonna win just because the big the Big Ten is probably the most lopsided conference championship. And then I do think Florida State will find a way to win because they're a good team. I just don't think they'll get into the playoffs. So which one loss will it be? Texas? Will it be Ohio State? Who sneaks in the back door? If Alabama wins, Alabama. But if it's the back door, I think it's hard to deny Ohio State just because they've lived in that 14 playoff the history. But who knows? Maybe if Texas wins in style, they may they may be the ones that get in there because they beat Alabama. So 
Yeah, they beat Alabama, even though uh, Ohio State's right there. Uh, the politics of it all. We could definitely see it come to the forefront. But I, I'm going to go Washington, Georgia, Michigan, Texas. That'd be nice. And I think Georgia will play Texas. And I think that Washington-Michigan game will do. It'll be a blowout. No, think about this though. It's going to be beautiful because one of the semis is the Rose Bowl. If you get Washington and Michigan to close out the Rose Bowl, that's man, that's beautiful. That that will be beautiful. That because that's Big Ten, Pac-12. The last time we'll see it in the Rose Bowl in the college football playoff in the semis. The narrative will write itself. The storylines will write themselves. That's true. That will be beautiful, especially if it goes into the third quarter. It's a game, and the sun starts to set. Bro, that that is going to be some beautiful stuff around the new year if it plays out that way. I hear that. Mm. He dubbed. If Texas, Michigan, Bama, and Florida State wins, who gets left out? Florida State because they have no chance without a quarterback. Yeah, uh, especially if they're down to that third string. Uh, and they, and they, should, they should just be honest and say it because nobody wants to watch a third string mm-hmm. go against a Georgia defense. Like, that's a waste of a first game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. I understand. It is uh yeah, I understand. U dub is definitely in. That's one team that we can book. Now it's rather it's whether U dub ends up. I don't think you well I'll say this. I think U dub should be the number one seed if Georgia loses. That's just my, after the gauntlet they just ran. At the end of the Pac-12 season and beating Oregon twice, Washington should be the number one seed if Georgia loses. That's my opinion. Because Michigan has really only beaten one team, and that's Ohio State in my opinion. That's true. Washington has been more impressive to me than Michigan. Yeah. They have. So, yo, Washington Washington should be locked in as the number one seed, at worst the number two seed with that win last night. Michigan should be playing for the number three seed or the number two seed, and that's based upon the Georgia-Alabama matchup. If Alabama gets in, Alabama will probably get in as the number four seed. And people talking about Alabama, if they beat Georgia, they should be a, a top two seed. Stop. Stop. Stop it. Washington had to be a top five team twice. Twice. And ran off like four consecutive victories or four out of five consecutive victories against ranked opponents to end the season. Yeah. Like, come on, man. That's when you put the brand of Michigan to the side and all of that stuff and just look at it like, yo, 
what Washington has accomplished. Uh, just for one season is amazing. Yeah, it's 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 pretty amazing, man. It, it really is. It really is pretty amazing. Absolutely, left. Uh, so let's switch over, right? Left. Um, I would do is we give credit. I've given credit to Mike Goosby on this show before when he was talking about Kingston and his analysis analysis of him as a linebacker. And he put up a really good post earlier when he talked about losing uh, Flores and uh, Braylon James to the portal. But he said, yo, Micah Gilbert and Cam Williams have higher ceilings than both of them. And he was like, so with that being said, you know, if you get the right coach in here, Notre Dame should be okay with Micah Gilbert and Cam Williams coming in. I told man, his assessment is spot on. You know, when people want to sit back and say, man, Rico was this, Rico was that, I didn't see Rico run by a defensive back all season. Not one. So, you know, possession receiver, solid possession receiver, route runner, productive? Yes. But my question to you, Lef, is how much, how hurt are you by these transfers? I don't know if Lef can hear us. But I just, hey, Notre Dame fans, the Tobias one hurts. Yeah. It hurts because we know if he comes out and, and balls out, rightfully so, it's just like, what what will we, it would only sh make glaring showing that our opportunity for development isn't there or something isn't working. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I just don't know. Uh, disappointment, yes. Um, but heck, that's been the whole season, right? Dysfunction, yes. But that's been the entire season. But as far as, you know, I do. Tight end, a tight. Look, holding stays, I like holding stays, right? We talked about this. Holding stays might have been the fourth most athletic tight end in the tight end room. Yeah. Cooper Flanagan runs better. Eli Raritan might be the best blocker in the room. Uh, Mitchell comes back. I expect him to be good. And Jack Larson is has the best hands at the position that I've seen in this entire 24 class. And the best football name in the class. So Jack Larson. <laughs> you can definitely hear that coming over the PA at Notre Dame Stadium. Reception <laughs> by Jack Larson. Larson. Yeah. Jack. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. <laughs> Yes, that sounds like it fits perfectly 
coming across the PA at Notre Dame Stadium. So I just don't feel like from a roster standpoint, Notre Dame has taken like a serious blow. Tobias, because Tobias was your only receiver that could average 20, 20 yards of reception, which is what he did this year. Yeah, I like think he's that guy. Honestly, we lost a lot of dead weight that we thought could be more useful. We just didn't find a way to use it. You yeah. know, I think it, it got rid of, if anything, a lot of anxiety of thinking that we have something more than what is showing. So if anything, we clean and slate and, and trying to build in something that has the right and necessary things in it. I mean, you got a couple of seniors that are on their way out hungry to – you know, hungry for a leader, hungry for uh, some consistency. Then you got a good receiver class coming in, hopefully that's still intact, that you can do some things with, that love the program and the culture. And then you got a wide open area to bring in a bunch of guys in the transfer portal that want the opportunity to really put their name in something serious. And I think it's probably one of the better opportunities in the country because of our schedule, who we are, working with uh, working with a quarterback that whoever we put in there, we're going to have an opportunity to really throw the football. With yeah. no Aldrich, it will be interesting to see how we force feed the ball in what direction. Yeah. I think because, Notre Dame. Because are you going to give Jeremiah Love Audrey carries? I doubt it. Mm-mm. Doubt it. It is. It is. I think this was over on the message board at IB. They have already set up the plan for next year. It will be a one A one B to Darian Price, Jeremiah Love. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea. Your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Like that, they're both going to get 15 carries. And I'm not. I want to I'm see not, Aeneas Williams in there too. Say again. I want to see Aeneas Williams in there too. Well, but Aeneas Williams has to battle Keezer Young. 
Oh, I mean, yeah, he got a bat. Yeah, that's another one. So I mean, <laughs> he, he's gonna have to win that battle, God. Yo, that's uh, Jabron Payne in there. What are we talking about? Man, Jabron Payne might have to make a business decision. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We just hey. Oh my goodness, huh? We're keeping it a buck here. Some business decisions that might need to be made this spring. But no. Um, no, you don't want to see, especially in that wide receiver room, you don't want to see the exodus that's happening right now. But, yo, Notre Dame needs to go to the portal for two wide receivers now left. And they need size and length and speed. They need to go get some guys that are 6'2", 6'3", that can play on the outside and run. That's it. That's it. Right? And, you know, when you look at this situation, Tobias made a business decision. That's all it was. Because he, he knows he got a lot of value in that portal. Yeah. Some guys are going because they have to. Some guys are going going because they know that it's going to be better for them. Yeah. Yeah. Tobias just knows. He's like, it's just a matter of time. I'm going to land in a spot where they throw me the ball at least 10 targets a game. Something's going to happen out of that. Yeah. Yeah. So just a minimum. Yeah. So, you know, if you add the two studs, that are coming in at 24. And then you get two really good wide receivers on the outside. Dude, you all, Jordan Faison on the inside, Jaden Greathouse on the inside, KK Smith on the inside. You get Deion Cozy coming back. You get Jaden Thomas, who can now go back to the inside, which is his strength. That wide receiver room is looking, looking pretty good. Yeah, it's looking is. pretty good. Despite yeah. the losses, it's looking pretty good. Like I said, the one loss that hurts the most to me is Tobias Merriweather because it's evident what he could do despite certain disappointments about his game and his development. The dude averaged 20 yards a catch. Like, you don't just do that. The man averaged 20 yards a catch. Yes, and we Brian Robertson and I talked about this last night left. I said oh, uh, a player to watch, Notre Dame fans, would be the number one wide receiver from Liberty who entered the portal. This is a great point, C-Mac, the Liberty wide receiver who declared for the portal last night after the New Mexico State game. Absolutely. And I said both, both teams have talent at wide receiver, and I expected that some of their players would enter the portal. So, um, Notre Dame is actually, they, they prefer to have five quarterbacks during the spring. And uh, that's what they have this year. So, don't be shocked if Notre Dame takes um, the guy they're going to take in the portal, but then another guy, whether it's a PWO or another scholarship. Because they prefer five quarterbacks going into the spring. Yeah, it's one of those things. Just 
you want to breed, obviously, competition, but I think, you know, you're not, you also have to think of it as building a CEO. Yeah. yeah. You don't, you don't want to, you don't go about the hiring a CEO the same way you do as an employee. Mm-hmm. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Another super chat from Eric Spadell. He said, I don't even blame BK anymore. MF going to start to look like Obama after the first term with the BS he deals with. <laughs> I'll be 44 tomorrow and I'm fed up. Oh, first of all, happy birthday. Happy birthday, man. That, may, that would make Eric, he's a Capricorn. Or no, is that Sagittarius? Sagittarius. Yeah, yeah, Sagittarius. Okay. Happy birthday, Eric. Sag season. Uh, NC Notre Dame fan with another question uh, or statement. I just want the truth, Sean, about Stucky, just like everybody else. This feels like politics where we just want the truth and we're getting lies. First of all, it may, you're calling me a liar. And you're about to tick me off. That's what it sounds like. We're not about, I'm not about to dance around this. When a certain transfer happened in April and all the media dudes were trying to get the story, I was at lunch with his pops. He chose to go to lunch with me and tell me the truth about what happened and other things that were taking place before that. Nobody else in the media had that. I had it. I sat on it. I predicted what was going to happen because I had heard the breadcrumbs. So I'm not about to get into all of this. We told you what Chancey stuff he was doing. We told you before the season he was on the hot seat. And he got fired. That's right. It started to tick me off, left, Because now I'm starting to feel like people are calling me a liar. It's not my fault that I get connects that other people don't get. That's not my fault. I'm sorry. I'm sorry they don't get the stories I get. I'm sorry. But that's not my fault. It's not my fault I had the information to be able to say before the season that Chancey Stuckey was on the hot seat. That's not my fault. Y'all want the truth? You've gotten the truth. You are choosing not to hear the truth. That's on you. That's not on me. Phone blowing up. Every media person calling his phone. He's at lunch with me. That's not my fault. It's not my fault. Other parents have done the same thing. That's not my fault. That's right. I'm sorry to everybody else that don't have those connects. And they're incapable of reporting or talking about certain things. So they don't have any other choice but to take what the press release from Notre Dame said. Because they don't have the connects. That's not my fault. That's not my fault. So you can believe what you want to believe at this point about the situation. You can fall for that sucker stuff of, well, why did everybody leave if they fired? Because it's 2023. And people have the right to leave. They have the right to leave. There's a thing where... Deion Cozy chose to stay. He heard the same pitch from Marcus Freeman. And he chose to stay. Tobias and his dad heard the same pitch, and they chose to go. And that changes nothing that transpired. Nothing. Same experience changes nothing. 
you know, people do have the right to choose how they want to react. If you're a man and you screw up in a relationship, you can apologize, you can bring flowers, and you can make all the corresponding moves. And that woman still has the right to say, it's not good enough. That's I'm right. done. All of y'all looking for this CSI forensic stuff? Well, this person left, so that doesn't make sense. Or this person stayed. Man, y'all can play those word games and all that other bull crap that everybody else is putting on their message board. Everybody else doesn't have the facts that I have. Period. And I don't apologize for that. Put in that work. I was going through chemo, putting in work, getting information. That's right. It's not my fault. I wasn't even able to be around during fall camp and was still getting information and breadcrumbs, which is why I can make a statement like Chancey Stuckey was on the hot seat and stand on it. That's right. And look what happened. I have a job to do, and I do my job. I do my job. Period. Playing this game. I told you the dude was a bad communicator. He alienated players. He pitted players against one another. I said this seven hours, two days ago. What the heck do you mean? What are the facts? Those are the facts. He wasn't good at his job. Those are the facts. And he had homeboys. He had parents. He had parents, multiple parents in the room that wanted to put hands on him. Those are the facts. Stop this clownish bull crap, man. Stop falling for that Alice in Wonderland down the wormhole stuff. Well, we haven't heard anything like that. Yeah, because you don't have the connects. Too bad. If the people aren't telling you, I don't know what else to tell you. I know Dom Mary, Merriweather reached out to us, reached out to us, had a conversation with us after they chose to leave. I don't know if he did that with everybody else. I know he did that with us. So I don't know what other people can report. I don't know what they can report. Same thing with the Justin Scott stuff, love. It's certain people that can only take what Notre Dame is telling them about the situation. That's right. They think that that's the source. I can call a dude right now. Right now. I can get word of mouth. And on National Signing Day, I don't even have to bring it up. I already know Brian Driscoll's going to bring up the bookmark situation that took place with Justin Scott and his parents. And why things went left. That's right. I know I have that information. I know Brian Driscoll has that information. I don't know if everybody else has that information. So if everybody else doesn't report it, that doesn't mean a darn thing. That just means they don't have it. Period. I told folks from the beginning, Notre Dame is getting out hustled. Notre Dame is getting out hustled. Notre Dame is getting out hustled. If y'all want to believe that whole NIL spin, there is no NIL spin with Justin Scott. Justin Scott was up front with everybody. You can go read my first story on Justin Scott. 
He was up front with Notre Dame, Miami, Ohio State, Michigan, and everybody that was recruiting him that NIL was a factor. Huge factor. It's 2023. Wasn't the main factor, but it's a factor. So, yes, we're going to have conversations about NIL. Notre Dame had conversations with him about NIL, just like everybody else that recruited him. We're not about to play this game. And the bag he got from Miami, and see, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who was who was the only person in indie media that reported that Miami flew down or flew in all of their legends to talk to his mother? Because they knew they had to convince her to let him go that far away from home. They didn't bring them in to talk to him. They brought them in to talk to her. And they had another phone call with her, with legends from Miami, this Tuesday, where they finally got across to her, and she finally relented. And that's when he flipped his commitment. And the conversation, part of the conversation, was about, yo, NIL. Because here's the bag at Ohio State. What's up with that bag in Miami? And Miami was flat out honest and said, yo, we, we can't even approach what Ohio State is giving you. We can't approach that. But you know what the final pitch was by one of the Miami players on the phone left? The money will come. Follow your heart. That's real. That's what they told him. We can't match that. The money will come. Follow your heart. Yeah. He, he decommitted from Ohio State and went to Miami. Well, there you have it. So he didn't choose the biggest bag. Just like Jeremiah Love, who's at Notre Dame, didn't choose the biggest bag. Right. Nobody, nobody else in Notre Dame media can report on that phone call and the facts of the phone call that went down. You know why? They didn't have the con. They they can't report it. Can't report or something. You don't they know. They didn't have the information. That's right. So now, am I lying? Are those not the facts? Because nobody else in Notre Dame media is reporting. They go. They go tell you talking about it. Uh, misinformation. That's dude. It's crazy. It's you, crazy. It, it's like uh, it's like when it's like they treat it like the doctor's office. If you ain't got that white coat on. Nothing that you look up, read, or research is compared to what the doctor said. It's like we reading from the same website. I need a coat to, to make you believe. And that's and that's where we are. Yo, and Brian Driscoll had to tell people yesterday on the message board. Like, don't assume me and Sean had the same contacts. Because Sean has told some contacts that I don't have. He has contacts that I don't have, and then there's some contacts that we both have. It is what it is. I told people months ago Miami was out hustling Notre Dame. Months ago, January of last year, I was up front. I'm the one that said that another podcast tried to shade me on by showing a photo of Al Golden at one freaking basketball game. When Al Golden should have been in Chicago just about every week. You want to try to disprove my point that Notre Dame's being out hustled because he went to one basketball game. 
Man, miss me with that stuff. I know what I'm talking about. Because you know who was at just about every home basketball game? Building a relationship and chopping it up? Me. Yeah. I didn't see I didn't see anybody else in Notre Dame media there. I saw Tom Lemming there. Yeah. I saw Kendall Gill there. I saw Howard Griffith there next to Kendall Gill. It was a lot of people there, but I didn't see anybody else putting in that work or putting in work like that. Nobody. Nobody else was going up to Ken Wood talking to Marquise Lightfoot. Nobody. That was me. I'm not about to apologize for having facts. I don't care what other people are reporting. If they don't have the information, they can't report it. And maybe some of them, because they're worried about not being able to get other information in the future, choose not to report it. That's fine, too. But I'm not about to apologize for doing my job. Never. I would never apologize for doing my job. But what's not going to happen is no one's going to come on this show and call me a liar. Because I've never lied. I've made predictions. I've been wrong. But one thing you would never call me, I got too much integrity to go out here and lie on people. Too much. And I said this yesterday. Because I'm hearing that cats are trying to save face as they depart. My brother, my advice to you is that you need to let stuff die. Because if we drop some of these facts, some of these real facts, it's going to be a horrible look. That's right. Just go learn learn from the situation and move on to your next job, bro. Learn from the situation and move on to your next job. Period. I think we broke it down on the last show. Chris Tyree left for business decisions. Tobias Merriweather left for business decisions. Braylon James, it was reported, this is how bad it was, bro. Braylon James, very similar story. Maybe other people don't have those facts. I do. Brian Driscoll does. Very similar story. Even with that, his parents told him, yo, you need to stay. You need to stay. Braylon James, on his own, said, nah, skip that. I'm out of here. His decision. Story very similar to a former Notre Dame wide receiver. Very similar. Tobias, story very similar. Very similar. Oh, man. So now, one, two, three. They all, I guess they're bad apples, too, right? That's right. They're bad apples, too. Come on, man. Come on. Stop. 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 This is, dude, this is not some great mystery, man. Why did Marcus Freeman know? Because Marcus Freeman empowers his coaches to have conversations on a daily basis with the players in their room about their stance within the program. He said this multiple times to the media at his press conferences. He empowers his coaches 
ultimately it's his fault. I don't know how many times I have to say that. Ultimately, <laughs> as the head coach, it's your fault. Your fault, automatically. You're supposed to know what's going on. But it's certain right. things, certain things I can't blame Marcus Freeman. Like, dude, that right there, there's no way he knew that that was as bad as it was. Yeah. And I think that that just shows that you can't play that game where you're almost not putting in the right stuff in the room. You know, it's one mm -hmm. thing to have a lead dog in the room that you, you're pushing to be the, the leader of the pack, but the leader of the pack is is defined by the guys in the room, not the coach. It's, yo. And when you start to force it and you're playing games to try to get an outcome that you want, football's too raw of an experience to to mess up chemistry that easy, you know, and I really believe that's a huge thing in, in locker rooms and in position groups is that chemistry, the natural chemistry of the room. If you had a true superstar freshman like a Zachariah Branch in place of a Rico Flores, then I can understand how the, the room shows respect. But you putting guys that ain't number one receiver talent in front of guys that's veteran and been there, it's a respect thing. And then the guy that's playing has no loyalty to it. He just got there. He don't see the growth in being there when he just took over the room in one season. So I think fostering the right type of competitive uh, environment for their receiver room, I think that's where it starts. But just throwing stuff at the wall and hoping it sticks isn't the answer either. It's, it's, look, man, because I'm not one. Unless people take shots at me, which is what they've done on the sly, on their podcast, then I'll respond. But I don't, I don't do that. I don't take shots at other people that cover Notre Dame. I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I'll never do that. Never do that. But yeah, when you try to take little shots at us in this podcast, oh, we're going to say something. Because that's what we do. We keep it funky. Like, dude, you know what about? We don't, I don't play that game. I don't play that game. None. That was a person in a recruiting circle at Notre Dame that early on I thought I had an issue with. I thought they took a shot at me. Then one day, I just happened to be in the building walking by. That person said, hey, hey, man, yo, I actually love what you guys do. Man, you're cool. That, that's what's up. I respect you as well, my man. I'm not that dude. I'm the dude that loves everybody. I don't care, dude. Cats come at, cats have been trolling and coming at Pete Sampson. Dude, I've been talking to Pete Sampson on the phone, booking him for years when I was at ESPN. Knew Pete Sampson before I came to Irish Breakdown. Start covering recruiting. I have no problem, man. What's up? Yo, what's up? I'll head nod you. Say what's up. Act Eric Hansen, ask him. Every time I see Eric Hansen, like, yo, what's up, Mr. Hansen? That's all I do is show love, bro. That's all I do is show love. I mentioned the other day when I was talking about the situation, the first time I met Chancey Stuckey. 
Like, yo, I think it was Tyler Horker standing there with me as he was breaking down his vision. No issues with anybody. We sat two years ago at the Blue and Gold game. We sat at the hotel with a bottle of whiskey talking to Eric Hansen and his boys for like an hour and a half. Didn't we left? So people try to paint Lucky Lefty as like this outlaw podcast when it comes to Notre Dame. Don't fall for that crap. Don't fall for that crap. Ain't nothing outlaw about us. We're just different. We choose to be different. That's all. It's nothing but love coming from us. Nothing but love. That's it. And honestly, every interaction that I've had with the Notre Dame SID department has been really favorable. Very favorable. Never had a run, never had a run in with Notre Dame for anything we've said. That's right. For keeping it funky. Never. So man, we just hey, we're I can honestly say in a sense we're disruptors. We might just be disruptors when it comes to this Notre Dame media landscape. That's all it is. And we're cool with that. We're cool with that. Because there's a place for that when it comes to covering Notre Dame. And we gladly sit in that space and gladly accept who we are. We have no problem knowing who we are. None at all. So I can't speak to what everybody else is reporting. I don't know if they have the facts that I have. I don't. So I can't say they're lying. They can only report what they have. And if they don't have it, they don't have it. But I'm not about to apologize for the stuff that I have. Like, it's stuff that I refuse to even release that would literally ether the situation. Just flat out ether the situation. But I'm not doing that. That's not what I'm here for. That's some clickbait type stuff. I'm not here for that. That's it. I'm not doing that. That's all it is. That's it. And I'd like to. I gave, I came on this show today and gave Mike Goosby a big ups for what he said today. This is not as catastrophic as everybody's making it because the two receivers coming in the 24 class have more upside than Braylon James and Rico Flores. That's my opinion. Doesn't mean that I didn't think Braylon James didn't have high upside. That just means my view of Cam Williams as an incoming freshman is just a little bit different than Braylon James in his senior film. My opinion. My opinion. Mike Goosby said the same thing. I'm a real one. Yo, that's what's up. That's a real statement. The losses are not as catastrophic because of that. Cam Williams can come in and replace that. 
Michael Gilbert can come in and replace. Yes, he can replace that. Has more physical tools than Rico. Yes, he does. They both do. Now, Notre Dame has to go to the portal. They got to go get some dudes that can produce in the portal. Period. That's it. That's it. I don't what I don't know what else to tell you. I don't. The situation is what it is. Yes, there's blame to go at the feet of Marcus Freeman. Absolutely. I don't tell me another podcast. I, let me know. You guys listen to every other podcast. How many times have I gone hard at Marcus Freeman? It's been a lot. And I love the dude. After the Ohio State game, I spent the first 30 minutes of the show. I said Marcus Freeman needs to go in there and apologize to his players. Because the effort they gave, there's no way they should lose that game like that. Every situation that's happened, I've said, yo, Marcus Freeman, yo, this, this falls on you as the head coach. Even with the Chancey Stuckey situation, hey, you, you heard the stuff back in the spring, the breadcrumbs that were happening. Yo, you should have been watching him a little bit harder. That's on the head coach. Said that. What else? What else do you want? We give you truth. We give you objectivity, man. That's all you can do. Everybody can catch it on the Lucky Lefty podcast. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody. But see, this is the thing. Somebody else made this statement. I forget who it was. Yes, it is a trick bag as a Notre Dame fan when you go to different sites, different podcasts, which everybody should do. I fully support. Listen to everybody. Support everybody. We definitely support the love that we get from you guys. Support everybody that covers Notre Dame media. But just because we report different things doesn't mean that we're calling somebody else a liar. Now, unless somebody just flat out comes out on another podcast and says, yo, that person on that podcast or in that publication is lying. And that's something totally different. I've never heard of anybody other than some sneak disses. I've never heard anybody come out and flat out saying, oh, those dudes at Lucky Lefty are lying. Yo, people at other publications report what they have. That's it. Brian Driscoll reports what he has. I report what I have. I reported things during the Carnell Tate situation that nobody else had. No, I do. I talk to Carnells till this day. I don't, does anybody else on the Notre Dame beat talk to him? I'm, dude, I'm, I, look, I'm not about to apologize for the relationships I build and for the job that I do. And I think everybody that covers Notre Dame football does a great job and has different viewpoints on Notre Dame and the situations that go down. So I refuse to watch people say somebody has to be lying. Why does somebody have to be lying? 
If somebody else only knows this part of the story, they report it. If somebody else knows another part of the story, they report it. And if they don't know what I know, they can't report it. It doesn't make them a liar. It just means they can only report what they know or what mm -hmm. they heard. It's just the way left. That's just the way it is. I yeah. So stop allowing within the fan base, stop allowing people or to feel like you have to pit Notre Dame media against each other. Certain Notre Dame media, they get certain information, others get other information, and then they convey it. That's all they can do. As far as not, we're concerned, That's this right. is not this is not a battle. This is not Anchorman 2, where we're meeting in the back of the warehouse with weapons. It's not. As a battle of the networks. That's, this is not Anchorman 2. This is college football, man. We're talking about 17, 18, 19, 20-year-olds, man. This is not. That's why I don't understand this whole forensics. Like, it has to be more. Like, all right, man. Why can't it be everything? Or parts of all the information that's coming out. Other people are saying, this is Freeman. Hey, we, we put blame at the feet of Marcus Freeman. So, and? Jared Parker. Jared Parker might share in some of the conversations as well. That's fine. But what we're not about to do was not about to take those facts and just erase this Chancey Stucky thing like that never existed. Man, stop. Stop. That's it. So you guys in the chat are absolutely right, man. It is something that seems to, and I've only been connected for two years within the network of Notre Dame Media. And it is, does seem like a situation where sometimes the fans pit information from different media outlets against one another. And that's foolish, man. Because honestly, you should be getting different perspectives. Everybody within the Notre Dame media, you know, universe shouldn't have the same story. It's better when you have different point of view. And, that, and just because others have a different point of view doesn't mean that they're lying. Just means that they're dealing with the information that they have. And even if they have similar information to us, if they choose to ignore that information, that's on them. That's it. It's as simple as that. And so the Stucky situation is unfortunate. It's not catastrophic. The transfers, unfortunate, not catastrophic. Now Marcus Freeman and his corresponding moves, the strength and conditioning coach, wide receiver coach, wide receivers in the transfer portal, defensive line in the transfer portal, quarterback in the transfer portal. Yo. You got to get the job done, man. You have to get the job done. And it's not about being good. It's about no. being done. 
you know? And it's okay to have expectations. We just have a measuring stick as to what we can judge it by. You know, yeah. not bringing in guys that just have fun or develop for the next four years. We're looking for a guy that's, if we're bringing it in, it's capable. Yeah. You know? And unfortunately, man, like, you know, people grab hold of stuff and it's like, okay. You know, this person said this, that kind of makes sense. So, man, I don't, what you guys are saying, I, I don't know. Like, you think we just want to come on the show and just lie for an hour and a half, two hours? There's no need for that. Like, who, who does that? Maybe, maybe people like that exist. I don't think people like that exist in the Notre Dame media universe. I don't. I'll speak for all of them. I haven't come across a person that I think will just come on or write something that's just a flat-out lie. I don't. I don't. For the most part, I think it's one of the should be one of the most respected uh, groups of reporters, content creators, and podcasters in all of college football. And that's my personal opinion of everybody. Now, what everybody else says or chooses to say about us, they can feel free to say it. It's not going to change us. We're going to move this. We're moving the same way. The exact same way. Floyd Stuckey has a question left. Uh, why do we feel we have to go to the transfer portal for a quarterback and we have four and five stars in the room? Why should they even come to Notre Dame? No, it's definitely not a known thing. I think a lot of it is because we think that there's instant success instead of developed success at that position. And I think we've spent the last two seasons experimenting with it. But until there's a true difference maker, I don't think there's a need to just go outside of, your, of yourself. We got talent in the room. It's just those that talent doesn't have the amount of games or experience that you would want. But fortunately, we have enough talent to take on the schedule we do in the regular season. And there's some, some bumps and bruises we can take in that and still be good to make the 12-team playoffs. So that's why I think it's even more important to get into the, the room itself and trust the coaches you have offensively that way that the portal is, is more of a supplement than it is a need. And we've been going to it as a need instead of a want. Yep. Well said, Left. Um, so yeah, Notre Dame, I think, might go into the bowl game with like five scholarship wide receivers, which is crazy. Safe to say they'll probably be running the ball a lot. In the bowl game, 
But um, yeah, dude, that that that's the best way I can sum up what has transpired over the last week. You know, people trying to make up, you know, a rift between Chancey Stuckey and Marcus Freeman and other crazy man. I've heard some crazy stuff, bro. Like some crazy stuff that's being put out there. And my once again, I say, for what? For what? Like, what's the purpose, man? What is the purpose for saying some of this stuff? Brian Haddon with the super chat. I respect all opinions and try to fall somewhere in the middle. I was mess with y'all a lot, though. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Laugh out loud. Oh, man. Brian, man, we appreciate you, my brother. We appreciate you. <laughs> hey, dude, that's all you can ask of your readers, your, your, your subscribers, your followers, your listeners. That's all you can ask. Dude, here. Respect what we say, put it into your, your mental, and then whatever you come up with, that's fine. That's fine. But for everyone that covers Notre Dame, don't just assume people are out here lying, man. Don't do that. Left, anything before we get out of here, the games have started. You know, we previewed the games, gave our Heisman winner, we gave our final four and we put a nice little bow on this chancy stucky stuff anything else man it's gonna be a good day of football that's true man fabulous day of football enjoy it um yo then we got 49ers eagles right tomorrow night 49ers eagles which is gonna be another fabulous game so Yo, somebody asked about the strength and conditioning coach. Um, there are some names out there, but I, I'm going to wait before I really dive into that. Wide receiver coach, I would tell you to watch some recent moves that have been made on staffs. And also watch some of the teams that are playing this weekend and, and, and research who their wide receiver coaches are. And then you start cutting the list down. All right. So for left, Sean Davis, man, the chat is always, you guys are the best. We're only us because of you. So we appreciate everything you do for us, how you support us, you continue to support us. The love you show us. Thank you for always making the show better by keeping the chat lit. It's always lit. We grace, yeah, Green Bay does play Kansas City. We appreciate you and uh, enjoy this great day of football, man. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Next show is going to be Monday. Next yep. show will be Monday. Tomorrow, yep. we'll take you, hey, we're relaxing tomorrow. That's right. Next show, next show will be Monday. Uh, MD, Milton fan, thank you for the super chat. As we leave, why was Rico the favorite? 
Man, I have I have no clue. I I have no clue. That is there's a backstory to that. I don't feel comfortable releasing that backstory because that's not something I got direct. So I'm not going to talk about it. But there is a backstory to that. Um according to a lot of people that goes back to I guess what you can only name as Rico's hand, handlers, if that makes sense. So, hey, but left, I'm Sean Davis, man. We'll see you guys Monday on another edition. And shout out to my uh, my niece. That's right. I, she turned one today, left. Oh man! So ha- happy <laughs> birthday to my niece, Kaylani. Birthday niece. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Have a great day, guys.